Okay, we're learning today's daf mem aleph. So we're starting right from the top of the two dots. And the Gemara is really just picking up on a total tangent here. Earlier we learned in the Gemara where Abzer had a suffix about something where Bavod did. So now the Gemara, uh, this is totally unrelated, but another thing in halacha that happened like that. Amar Abzer, Rachazit, Rabbavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
When they went down to the river, they would stand straight. When they came up in the river, they would bend over. So we see from these last practices of the Rabbanon, this discrepancy that when it's, it's, it's an act of modesty, it doesn't, it's okay. It doesn't look like a person is embarrassed at the bris. But when there's no room for modesty, because they're anyways facing away from the people, then it is wrong. It is wrong to, um, to, to cover. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Zera was avoiding going to Rabbi Yehuda, the brother of the because he, Rabbi Zera wanted to leave Babylon and go live in Eretz Yisrael. And, and Rabbi Yehuda, he knew, wouldn't let him. Rabbi Yehuda says, whoever leaves Babylon and goes to the land of Eretz Yisrael, it's being over on, uh, on an essay. Shinemar, it says, it says about Babylon that they, they, they should remain there. So this is uh, basically an idea that a person is supposed to remain in Gullahs until the Gula. It was a machlokis, right? She says that maybe Rabzera understood it's not talking about the people, it's talking about the Kalim, the Kalim of, of them. But al said it was a machlokis whether people, the Jews in Gullahs, were supposed to remain in Gullahs or not. So Rabzera, even though he was going to Israel, he was trying to avoid review. They didn't want get, he didn't want to get in trouble. So Amar, before he left, Rabzera says, also, let me at least go learn um, one last thing from Rabzera before I go. And then I will... I will be able to go and go back and to us. Also, Ashka the Kaibe Bune. He found Rabbi Huda was in a bathhouse. And he was saying to his Shamash, So these are kind of like soaps and uh and the idea is is that he was he was he was um he first said it in Hebrew. That's the point. Um he was talking in Hebrew in the bathhouse. He said, open your mouth and have steam come in. Then you, the issue with my way of a different thing is drink the water of the bathhouse. So, said, I had not come only to hear this, it would have been enough. Meaning there are so many different lessons that I heard from my Rebbe review. So the Gemara says, what are these great lessons? The idea that he said, bring me soap in the comb. He was said in Hebrew, and that's a chiddish, what we learned in yesterday's Kodesh. That things that are mundane, you're allowed to say in a bathhouse, even though they're said in Hebrew. So we have a prohibition against learning in the bathhouse. So someone would say that speaking any Lashon Kodesh may be prohibited. Kamash alone, they know it's not a problem to say something in Lashon Kodesh if it's a mundane matter. The idea of opening your mouth and, and taking in steam is, is a chedesh what Shmuel said. He takes out heat. So if you take in hot steam, it's going to help sweat the body sweat out its steam. So that's good to open one's mouth when schwitzing in the bathhouse. This idea of drinking the water in the bathhouse, so why is that a good thing to drink the water in the bathhouse? So Mark explains because it's a, it is in fact healthy. Tatanya says in Bryce, someone eats and doesn't drink when he's eating, then his eating is like spilling his own blood. It's very unhealthy. So we get the beginning of, of sicknesses in the stomach. Someone eats and afterwards he doesn't walk for almost to the food literally like spoils inside of it. That's how bad breath is caused. Someone who needs to go to the bathroom and eats without doing so. It's like an oven that's heated over old ashes. That's how we have bad or just like body odor. Someone bathes in hot water and doesn't drink that water. Doma Latanar, he's compared to an oven. It's heated on the outside, but not heated on the inside. The water is only on the outside, but not on the inside. So you're always supposed to drink hot water a little bit when you're bathing. And this is the, the lesson that, 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 that we were talking about here with our Zion Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, what about the opposite? Someone who bathes in hot water doesn't um, rinse himself with cold water as well. It's like 
so some steel that's put into fire, but afterwards it's not put into cold water. The way steel works is that first it goes in hot, but then it gets very strong by being put into cold water afterwards. We'll learn about this on, on the Gemara Gomer Beis and Hilchah Shabbos, about a person doing that on Shabbos. Putting into cold water after hot will actually strengthen the cleat. Rachat uh, Sulosakal, somebody, so so too when you're, when you're bathing, the Gemara is saying is that you shouldn't only bathe in hot water, you should also rinse yourself with cold water. Rachat Sulosakal, someone bathes and doesn't smear himself with some sort of like oils. So then, it's like water on top of a barrel, meaning it doesn't do any good. Water on the barrel doesn't go in. So, so you have to have some sort of oil for it to like open up the body so that the water can actually take effect. So that was the, the third point that he learned, uh, the advice that he learned before going to Eretz Yisrael. Okay, now getting back to the laws of Shabbos. says the Mishnah Muliar Agarth. If you have Muliar Agarth, so Muliar, Rashi says they used to heat up water in them. So there was a part where the water went in and there was also next to it a, a uh, place where the coals went. So if a person takes away the coals before Shabbos, just a minute of Shabbos, you can use it on Shabbos. So now it doesn't, it's not going to have, the coals aren't going to be heating the water more. It's only going to be keeping the heat. And even though it does make it a little bit more, but over a long period of time, it won't really be adding temperature. And therefore, you're allowed to keep water in it on Shabbos. Antichni, but the Antichni, which tomorrow will explain exactly what this is. Even though the coals are taken out before Shabbos, ain't trust him and you can't drink from it. And Rashi explains it adds heat to the water even after the coals. The heat is so trapped. So even after the coals are, are, go away, so it adds, it's going to add heat. And therefore, you can't, um, you, can't, you can't keep the water and drink from the water there on Shabbos. Now, the question is, why in the world is this an issue? So Rashi almost seems like it's a problem of hatmana, of insulating, but that seems very difficult for multiple reasons. It doesn't really seem like it's insulation. And, uh, and furthermore, Tosis really says you can ask it as a kasha, like what in the world is going on here, um, is that we learn that you can keep things on a stovetop as long as you take away the, the coals. So what's the problem? I mean, and, 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 and why, why in the world should it, should, it, should it be a problem? It might still add heat, it's still going to be hot, but it's, it's still not a problem, it's not called insulating. And furthermore, we learned even if there are coals, um, it's okay if, as long as the food is, is at least half cooked, like Hananya. So these are multiple issues with the Shita of Rashi. Tosos therefore ends up learning this, this Gemara completely different. Tosos is learning that not an issue of the water, but they want to mix some wine with the water. They used to mix their wine with water, dilute the wine. And the question is, are you going to be cooking the wine? And we're trying to figure out how hot the water is going to be. And we're saying that, 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 that with the Molir, the, wa- the water won't be so hot. So you could mix, you show some minimum shops, it means you could mix wine with it. But then Tokhni, where the water's going to be so hot, you can't mix the wine with it because it's going to be cooking. That's what Tosis learns completely different than Rashi. Rashi's problem here is, Rashi's uh, position here is very difficult to understand. Why? Just because there's water that's, the water is having um, temperature added to it, why that should be usher on Shabbos is very difficult. But anyway, so we do say that on Tokhni's usher, the Gemara says, what is the Molir first? The way it works is that there's a Kli, so there's water on the inside, and then there's coals that surround it on the outside. And Techni, what's on Techni? Rabba Amr Bekiri. So it's different different parts of, uh, of a Kira. So you have like a Kira stove, you have water right next to the part of the coals. So so what's the difference? So the difference is that by the, you know, on Techni, you have like a very thick wall. So the, so you have the coal that's been, that's been inside of, of the compartment with uh, the coals the whole week, so it gets very, very long. The, the wall remains very hot, so it adds heat to the water even after the coals are removed. Whereas by the malarium, once you take out the, um, once you take out the, the coals, it's not so hot anymore. It's like a, a, a pot that has two layers. 
So you have the, the lower part is covered and, and the heat gets trapped in there with the coals and then the top part is the water. So even if after you take out the coals, it still remains super, super hot. Um, and it is usher. It is usher too to keep the water in there because it's going to be hot. So the Gemara compares these two opinions. We have two opinions. One is saying it's like the kir with different compartments. One opinion is saying it's like the pot with two levels. If it's the the pot with two levels, kosher can be curious. So certainly the compartment is kira, which is even hotter. If it means that the kakir are different apartments, so maybe maybe compartments, maybe it's are there, low, but it's not also for the pot with two parts. It says the because the bottom part heats it. So clearly we're talking about heat from the bottom. So we're going like Rabyat or Nachman by Yitzchak's explanation of what the Antochni here is. Okay, now we start. So more very relevant Hilchos Shabbos. Uh, a bishel on Shabbos. You had a kettle. So you had a kettle of hot water, and now you take it off. So we'll see in the Gemara, what does it mean you take it off? Does it mean you take the water out of the, out of the kettle? Or does it mean, that, and, and does it mean that, that you just took the kettle off the fire? We'll see in the Gemara. But al Kopanim, whichever one, once the kettle's been taken off, you're not allowed to put hot water into the kettle to, to heat it up. So you have a hot clearition here, the clear, maybe it has water and maybe it doesn't, we'll see. But Akopanim, you can want to put cold water in that it should get hot, you're not allowed to do that. That would be Bishal on Shabbos. Even though you're not putting it on the fire, but just putting it into a hot kli is also could also be Bishal. And that's told us R, that's forbidden. Abunosan and Zoho, but you could put cold water into it. So what's going on? Didn't we just say you can't do that? So the Kumar is going to ask that. Oh, the Soha Kos, could they laugh here? Or if you want to just put it into another cup of hot water to warm it. So another cup of hot water would be a cliche, meaning I transfer from the kettle into another cup. Now that's a klisheni. So then I could put um, other, then I could put um, other things into, into, into the klisheni. But the first line we have to see, what does it mean I could put cold water into the kettle? Isn't that, isn't that cooking in a klisheni? What's going on? So the Gemara says, my Kalmar, what, what is the Mishnah saying? Meaning, what is the Mishnah saying? We really we want to start, what does it mean that the kettle is taken off? Okay, that's one question. And then what is the next line saying? Could I put the water in or can't I? It's like the Mishnah one line to the next is a steer. So the Gemara explains. Amar of Adabar Masmar of Adabar Masmar explains. Often comes this what the Mishnah is saying. Hamecham shipinemi ma'echav in the kettle. The hot water was taken out. That water is taken out. So I just have a hot kettle here sitting by itself. So only the silver mine will water, and I can't put a little bit of cold water because then the, the water will get hot. Avonos and that that's cooking. It will get hot from the hot walls of the klibusha, and that's prohibited. You could put a lot of cold water in, because then it will only warm the water. So in other words, you, it depends how much cold water I'm, pour, I'm pouring in. So, so if I'm pouring in a lot, so it's only going to get warm, that's okay. But if I'm pouring in a little, and uh, it, will, it, will, it will get hot, then um, that is a problem. Okay. Says the Gemara, question, Right, what's going on? We've been saying that you took out the water from the kettle. I took out the water, so I just have a hot kettle here with hot walls, but no water inside. So we're saying we're worried about the cold water getting cooked with it. So we're saying if I put a, if, I, if we put a lot, then it's mutter because it's not going to cook; it's only getting warm. So the one says a little bit sorry, but you're 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 doing tzirif to the steel, right? This way the steel works again is that it gets very hot, and then when you pour cold water in it, it actually strengthens the steel. So strengthening steel on Shabbos is aser. Rashi explains. And the idea is that it's makabapatish, giving the final make to a kli. So in other words, even if you make a kli, but it hasn't been strengthened yet, so you're putting the finishing touch on, on the kli, you're putting the finishing touch on the kli by strengthening it. How is that? So um, maybe it wasn't as, as chazak as it could be, as strong as it could be, 
and, and by heating this thing up on the fire, and I take it off, and I take out the hot, the hot water, and I pour in the cold water, that might actually be adding added strength. That's makabah positive. You're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. So the Quran says, Reb Shimini, Dabr Shimini, Muscavim, Mutter. We're going like Reb Shimini, that Dabr Shimini, Muscavim is Mutter. The case where Reb Shimini, remember the famous case of when you're allowed to drag a bench, even though you might make a furrow, which is digging in the ground. So, right, you're loosening the soil. Now, why is that Mutter? Because I'm primarily just trying to move the bench from point A to point B. My Kavana is not to uh, loosen the soil, even though it may happen, but it's as if it happens by itself, it's not my, it's not my Maisa. That's Reb Shimini's Hetter. So, like Reb Shimini here, you can say the same thing. I'm just trying to pour in the water. Um, I'm just trying to warm up the water. I'm not, it's a suffix whether or not um, it, will, it, will, it will strengthen the Kli. So even if it does strengthen the Kli, you could say that's not my mice as if it happened by itself. But the question is, why is it only a suffix? We know where Shimon agrees by psikratia when it's inevitably going to happen. So there has to be an element of doubt whether or not the Kli is going to become strengthened. So either you could say uh, it doesn't always you know, strengthen it or it may have already been strengthened. We don't know. We don't know exactly the circumstances of the Kli. So it's, there, are, there is Al-Kopanim, some sort of suffix here, whether or not this thing will really strengthen the Kli. And therefore, since it's only a suffix, and that's not your primary kavana, we could go like Rav Shimon, Tavr Shein, Muscav, and his mantras. You only have to worry about heating up the water. You don't have to worry about strengthening the cleat. So that's, what the, that's therefore the explanation. If it's a lot of water, it's okay, because it's only going to warm the water. It won't cook the water, and therefore it's mantras. So again, Rav Adhavar Masa's understanding the Mishnah is that you took all the water out of the kettle, and you're pouring a little bit of hot water, that's also, but a little bit of cold water, that's also going to cook, but a lot of water would be mutter because... But only warm it. So Maskatla by by as we do Mechum Shapinimitani mission say the kettle that water was taken out, Mechum Shapinehu says that the kettle was taken off, meaning the kettle itself was taken off, but the water is still in there, so there's still hot water in there. This is really what the mission was saying. The kettle is taken off the fire, and there's still hot water in the kettle. You can't put a little bit of cold water in because we'll get hot. And be cooking a little bit of water, and it's cooking in a cleration. I've noticed this over my room last year, but you could pour a lot of cold water in order to warm it. So if you're pouring a lot of cold water all at the same time into the, the water in the cleration, that's not a problem because it's only going to warm it, not cook it. And what would be, by way of implication, what if I took out the hot water from the kettle? Not only did I take the kettle off the fire, but I took out the water, then like this is my liquor. I can't even put any water, even a lot of water. Why? Because then you're going to be doing tzirah if you're going to harden the, the steel. The steel. And, and according to this explanation, the opposite, the mission is going like, meaning it's clear that whether or not I can, if I took out the hot water and I want to pour in a lot, a lot of cold water, there's no issue of bishul, but is there an issue of tzirah? So that depends on Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Shimon. Like Rabbi Shimon, we said it's mutter. Like Rabbi Yudah, Dabr Shimon, Muscavim is also, it's forbidden. So according to the explanation we're giving now, actually the implication is that it would be also because the Mishnah is saying, I took it out, I took off the kettle, meaning the water's there. Then we're saying, I'm allowed to put in a lot of hot, a lot of cold water because we'll, it will only warm it, not cook it. But if I took out the water from the hot from the hot kettle, but took out the water, so now I just have the hot kettle, now it would be also to put in a lot of cold water because now I have to worry about the issue of mitzareh. So this is a difference, whether or not you learn like a buyer, or like the previous opinion of Adam and will depend whether the Mishnah is applying and now the Gemara gives us, presents to us the same achokas from a different angle. The mission is only matzah to put a lot of cold water into that kettle to warm the water. But if I'm trying to harden it, then it's usher. So, so the, how do you learn the mission? The mission must be that there's still hot water, so we're not hardening it. 
So, but if I they would take out the hot water, so then you'd have the issue of hardening. It would be usher. Shmuel says, no, you're allowed to harden the kettle. So the mission could even be an empty. Thank you. I took out the water because you're allowed to harden the kettle. So Mar says, what do you mean? Anyone says you can go hard in the kettle. The whole letter was davashin miskavin that you're trying to uh, you're trying to to fill it up, to to warm some 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 cold water. But Shmuel's language is that it's mutter to, to harden it. That sounds difficult. So the Gemara cleans up the language a little bit. If anything was said, this is what it said. It's only mutter to add cold water into that kettle. If we're talking about the amount of water that's enough to be warmed. But avoshir litzarif asr. But 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 if I'm adding enough that it could go hard in the kettle, it'd be asr. So notice we're talking about an empty kettle. So it sounds like it doesn't harden until it's filled to the top. It won't strengthen the steel unless I fill it up to the top with cold water. So if I'm not filling it up to the to, to the top, just there's a lot of cold water I'm putting in. It's going to be not cooked, but get warmed and not mitzarif. For sure, that is mutter. But if I'm filling it up to the top with cold water, which is the amount that maybe now will be mitzarif, that's asr because Rav holds. Like Rabbi Yudu, that Davashin and Miskavan is Asr. So even though your Kavana is, your Kavana is to warm it, but it's Asr, if you're filling it up with the amount that it could harden the kettle, it's Asr. Even if you're adding the amount that it could harden the kettle, but that's okay. As long as your, your Kavana is to warm the water, that's okay, because Shmuel's Davashin and Miskavan is Mother. So it comes out very interesting. It's Machlokas in Rav and Shmuel. Whether or not we paskin like Rabbi Yudah or Rabbi Shimon. Rav paskin like Rabbi Yudah and Miskavin is also, so you got to worry for strengthening the Klee. Shmuel paskin is Davish and Miskavin is Mutter, so you don't have to worry. This is exact Machlokas. We had a Machlokas back in Dachopalav, repeated like Rav and Shmuel, whether dragging the bench is Mutter, because again, Rav holds like Davish and Miskavin is also, Shmuel holds Davish and Miskavin is Mutter. So now we have a very interesting shackle of attire. The Gemara says, Lamemer, what does it sound like here? The Shmuel Kreb Shimon's real late. Shmuel holds like Reb Shimon, the Davish and Miskavin is Mutter. Says the Gemara, is that true? Shmuel, Shmuel said, You're allowed to put out a piece of metal that's burning, it's lying in the street. You're allowed to put it out, you're allowed to extinguish a burning metal. What's the reason? Isn't extinguishing normally Asr and Shabbos? Because you want to make sure that people aren't going to get damaged by it, aren't going to get harmed. So you have a hatter to do that so that people don't get harmed. You could put out the piece of burning metal. But you can't put out a piece of burning wood. So only a piece of burning metal, not a piece of burning wood. What's the distinction between metal and wood? So the idea is burning metal, metal doesn't have actual fire. It's just hot. So if it's just hot, so when you put it out, that's not extinguishing on a Doraiso level. It's only Midrabanan. So since it's only Midrabanan, so the rabbis weren't goes there if you're doing it to help the public not get damaged. But wood, where there's actual fire there, so if you're putting it out, it's a malacha that's Doraiso. So since it's a malacha that's Doraiso, you don't have a hatred to do it, even though you're trying to make sure that people don't get damaged. So again, a metal one is mutter because only Doraibanan. There's no actual fire. But the... Um, but for eight, for a wood one where there's actual fire, to put it out is the Orisa. Now, says the Gemara, But if we hold like Reb Shimon, you should have a hatter even if it's a wood one. Because even if it's a wood one, it's only going to be a Durabonan. So why is it only going to be a Durabonan if it's a wood one? So Rashi explains that we have another thing. There's something called Malacha She'in Srikh Lagufa. Malacha She'in Srikh Lagufa means you're doing a Malacha on Shabbos. You're not doing it for its primary objective, the reason it was done in the Mishkan. You're doing it for a different reason. So for example, here, the primary objective of Kiboy for extinguishing, we learned back, remember on Daflam and Aleph, that's for the objective of, of, of fixing the candle itself, or like making charcoal, something constructive that comes from the actual Kiboy, from the actual extinguishing. 
But if you're doing the extinguishing just so that it goes out, so it, does, so it doesn't harm people, so then you're not extinguishing for the sake of extinguishing to build with that power itself. You just have an impediment that this thing might damage somebody so you're trying to get it away. That's called the Malachal For example, uh, you have if someone carries out a dead body out of a house, so you bring it to, to point B, you don't really care for it to be in point B, you just don't want it to be in the house. Or another example, somebody who digs a hole and they, uh, they only need dirt, they don't need the hole. So Reb Shimon says, you don't need the hole, you just need the dirt. You'd rather, you didn't have to, you had dirt and you'd rather, you didn't have to make the hole. You're doing the malacha, but not for its, for its reason. So here, says the Gemara, if Shmuel holds like Reb Shimon, so presumably he holds like Reb Shimon also in regard to the, to the, to the law of Malachah If so, even if it's an actual wood one, so extinguishing the wood is only Malachah when you're doing it in order that the public doesn't get damaged and not because you need the extinguishing to build with the extinguishing itself. So then, so it's only a Durabanan, so it should be mutter for a wood one as well, for Mata the metal one, because we're Mata Durabanan, so that the people don't get damaged. So you should be Mata a wood one as well. So the Kumar says, what's your comparison? By the laws of Davashin and Miskavan, we hold like Reb Shimon. The Kumar distinguishes, they're completely two unrelated areas of Allah. Davashin and Miskavan is a scenario where there's two actions. I'm doing two things. One is my primary, primary intent, and one's not my intent. And we're saying since the second thing may or may not happen, it's a suffix that's going to happen. It's not my primary intent, so that's okay. There, that's an example like dragging a bench from point A to point B. I'm, I'm doing one thing, I'm moving the bench. It may or may not also uh, loosen the soil. And then we say that, 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 that that's okay. is mutter. Or like here, I'm pouring the water in. It may or may not strengthen the kli. And that's not my action. My action is I'm going to warm the water. Whether or not it may or may not strengthen the kli is a suffix. Is That's the idea of And in fact, the halach is that isn't specific to the laws of Shabbos. can apply in the general laws of For example, the Gemara in Tzvachim says that uh, you're not allowed to put out the fire on the Mizbeach, but if a person is pouring some wine into the fire as a sense of avoda, and it may or may not put out the fire, that's mutter, because Davashi and Miskavan is mutter. Again, nothing to do with the laws of Shabbos at all. is this unique din within the laws of Shabbos. Here I'm only doing one action. I'm digging a hole, and I'm, that's only one action. But I'm, the reason why I'm digging the hole is not for the objective of Allah, but for a different reason. Or here, I'm extinguishing. When I'm extinguishing here, I'm only doing one thing, I'm extinguishing. The question is, why am I extinguishing? Am I extinguishing so that I can have a constructive purpose with the extinguishing itself? Or is it only in order to remove an impediment? Same thing, I'm carrying out a dead body. I'm only carrying out, I'm carrying. There's only one thing I'm doing. The question is, why I'm doing that? So that's not a hatar of Davashin and Miskavin. That's a unique hatar within the laws of Shabbos that a malacha that's not done ligufa for its own sake is potter because it's not like the malacha on the Mishkan. For example, just to bring out the point more and it makes it even so puzzling to know what the Gemara was thinking. Malacha Shein Sirich Lugufa is not mutter, it's potter. It's still awesome at Rabbanon. A Davar Sheinu Miskavin is mutter. It's completely mutter lechatrila. What in the world was the Gemara even thinking trying to compare the two? It's very difficult to understand. So the Maskana of the Gemara is that Shmuel holds like Reb Shimon in the laws of Davar Sheinu Miskavin, but uh, in regard to the laws of Malacha Shein Sirich Lugufa, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda says the Gemara, once we just saw though that for the Rabbanon Isser, you're allowed to, to do it in order that people don't get damaged. I'm Ravina Hukal Kotz, which is around, let's say you have a thorn in the Rishus Rabbanon, you're allowed to move it less than four Amos at, the, at a time. 
to move it out of the street more than four amos, that's a malacha daraisa. So you can't do that, even though it's dangerous. But if you stop every, within every four amos, so then each thing is this independent maisa, so you never move it four amos at a time. So that's usually awesome in But since it's not daraisa, you're allowed to do it so that people don't get damaged. And if the thorn is in a caramelist, where to begin with it's only a darabonan, then you can move it even more, however many amos you want to at a time, since it's only malacha darabonan, you're allowed to do it so that the public doesn't get damaged.